0: blind love radio i'm your host anna rosen enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity transformation and the divine thank you so much for joining me for another episode of blind love radio I'm so happy to be here. I've been having so much fun talking with everybody and doing this podcast, and I'm so thankful that you're here to listen. Um, It wouldn't be a podcast without you, so eternally grateful and so excited to announce this episode with Jacqueline and to release it out into the world. It was so much fun talking with her. Um, you can find her on Instagram at Awakened Tarot and then also at Awakened Fools. She is the creator of an amazing tarot education community, and she is going over the major arcana and just really diving deep into it within the three lines in the cyclical nature and she's just so intuitive, so sweet, um, so supportive. She's bought some of my art, which is so encouraging, and I just I'm so thankful for her. And we had so much fun chatting. Uh, we talked last night and I'm putting this episode out today. Um I'm feeling But I think I like better, like, doing these up to date and releasing them sooner. Um, it makes me, like, I can remember what we talked about. Um, I'm really, like, still in that energy and, like, the things that we're talking about are more relevant if we bring up astrology. Um, so then you guys can join us as we're having this discussion. So I'm kind of feeling that. So I'm putting this one out today. And I hope you guys really enjoy it. We talk all about tarot, how Jacqueline got into tarot. Um, She is a Leo sun, Pisces moon, and Libra rising. And I really enjoyed getting to know what ideas she had about Libras too. I don't have too much of that energy in me. So that was really cool to explore that with somebody else and see her insights. And we do share a Pisces moon. So I've, I've loved just chatting with her on Instagram about poetry. So it was fun kind of diving into that and diving into creativity and um, how she talks with her, her guides, what deity she works with. We talk all about spooky stories, um, places that she's lived that have been haunted and uh, this is just a really fun podcast. It it was like two hours and it just went by like so quickly. Um, so I think you'll really have fun listening to it. Check her out on Instagram again, Awakened Tarot and Awakened Fools. So, or is it Fool? Awakened Fool. My apologies. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I will see you on the thing. We talk about Aquarius since we're in Aquarius season and we talk about how that relates to the star card. And I talk about how the star is like having a good cry. And I or after what you feel like after you had a good cry. And I totally got that from Erin Johnson from the Living Open podcast. So I wanna shout that out. Um, I couldn't remember where I had heard that beautiful piece of information from. So I want to give all credit there. Um, That was a beautiful insight. So thank you. And okay, now let's get to the podcast with Jacqueline. yourself
1: okay hi um i'm jacqueline from awaken tarot and um i was asked by the wonderful anna to be on this podcast by love radio and i'm super excited i'm a tarot reader and teacher i live in Asheville. um and i host awaken fool which is my online free tarot community for um educating and learning more and developing talk about tarot
0: so yeah so how did you start that
1: Awaken Fool or Tarot in general?
0: Uh, both. Um
1: t- I guess I'll start I'll start with the the easier one, which is Awaken Fool. I started Awaken Fool um a year ago in March. Uh or it was right when Mars went into retrograde. Um, is when it happened. And I was sitting at my altar and I was bummed because I had reached a point on Instagram where, um, like I was meeting people and talking to people, but nobody was really talking about tarot or the complexities of it. And I wanted to dive further in. So I kind of just asked if anybody just wanted to like maybe text about it. And I got such an interest that I was like, what if I started an account where we could all learn and teach each other? Um, and it's gained like kind of like, I wouldn't say like a, a popular, like it's not like super popular, but it's gained like a pull- following. And we're like, 20 to 30 of us get together every Monday night and just kind of talk about tarot. And uh, I kind of uh, form a curriculum. I had been working with a partner up until about two weeks ago, and now I'm running it solo. And it's really exciting. It's super fun for me. And I, like, I never get bored about talking about the cards. (laughs) So.
0: Isn't that funny that you went through, like, a rebirth in the Awakened Fool, like, right at the death line, too?
1: Yeah, it is literally hilarious <laughs> that you say that because I found out that my partner was leaving 30 minutes before it got announced.
0: Dude, got, that's like, crazy.
1: It was, I mean, like good for her, but it was like, and I'm so excited for everything she's got going on, but I was like, but no.
0: <laughs> yeah. How it's like do? way to really like embrace that too.
1: I did. And I have, I mean, I had that quick second of, does this end? now like is it over do I just kill it and then I was like no wait like I thought of it in the first place like I can keep this going I have it in me to do it and I'm really excited and actually I think it was exactly the road that it needed to take for her with what she's currently focusing on and for what I want to um, continuously focus on which is teaching tarot so it's been it's been a really good it's been two weeks but it's really nice and to do it right at the deadline, I was like that's apropos
0: yeah that's so perfect so how did you get into tarot to begin with
1: oh my gosh um so i i've been intuitive and kind of like weirdly like witchy for most of my life um without tarot um i i saw i mean like a lot of like weird spiritual experiences and i would tell all of these stories to my stepmom and uh she thought that was really intriguing and interesting, and she bought me a tarot deck for my birthday in 2016, August 2016. I got a tarot deck, and uh, it was crazy. I got it on my birthday, and I had a birthday party, and I got super wasted, and then I was like, I'm going to read cards for people out of this book, and it was like one of those shitty Barnes & Noble. Sorry, I don't know if I can that Yeah, this is the internet. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Shitty cards and old decks that like you get and like they like they're like Smith riderway reminiscent but they're not. Mm. And I remember reading cards for people like three margaritas in at my birthday and doing relationship readings and none of them were good. But that night it was like three a.m. when we finally went to bed and I looked at my then boyfriend and I was like, um "Gabe, I I have to go hold the cards." And Gabriel was like, "You're drunk and it's three a.m." And I was like, Mm-mm, "I have to go hold the cards." it was like this weird connection Mm -hmm. and then from that moment on i didn't know anybody else through tarot i was like googling and searching and learning and meditating and i realized like that at one point google couldn't help me and i would read the guidebook a thousand times and so i started ordering other decks i ended up with the line strider and that guidebook really gave me a more in-depth look and it was using that deck and reading that guidebook that got me onto instagram um and kind of uh, really diving really into tarot. So I'm self-taught, um, and all thanks to my stepmother, who thought it would be funny.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's so perfect. I feel like you have so many, like, amazing divine timing
1: situations
0: <laughs> happening.
1: <laughs> Something wanted me to have tarot, and, like, I don't think any one of us would have, could have predicted that at some point I'd have two altars and, like, a tarot school. Certainly not my poor religious father.
0: I love that. So, like, what cards do you really resonate with? Like, what are your okay. favorites?
1: My favorites? My absolute favorite card to pull, well, there are two of them. They're kind of equal. So, um, one of them is the high priestess. I love getting her mm-hmm. because I'm, like, I'm about to learn some shit. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't think anyone pulls the high priestess and is like, fuck. Like, yeah, nothing well, oh, yeah. about it. But I also love the tower. Some of the most amazing things have happened to me in tower times. Um, And, like, they're super intense and they can be really, really hard and horrible and all of those things. But the thing about tower energy is that anything that you weren't supposed to have or you're not supposed to be doing is completely gone. And you don't have to do anything except be like, bye. like Yeah, just show
0: up how you are.
1: better than someone coming to take my hand and being like we're not doing this anymore and just being like okay
0: yeah that's awesome
1: so tower um had tower and then the card that i feel that i most i that i embody frequently is the queen of cups even though i strive to be the queen of pentacles
0: Mm, i have the opposite i feel very queen of pentacles naturally but i'm like always trying to understand the queen of cups Yeah, and not to get, like, I feel like the Queen of Cups, especially with having, um, so we both have the Pisces moon, and then I have a Scorpio rising, which is very, like, I feel like I have that, like, double water element, where it just gets, like, overwhelming,
1: though. You're like tidal waves. You're like deep rolling tidal waves. Dude,
0: so many tidal waves. What is your rising sign? So you're a Leo sun.
1: Pisces moon. moon. Pisces moon twin. Love and, Leos. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I'm a Libra rising. Oh,
0: yes. You told me that. So how does that show up for you?
1: Oh, uh, um, so I have this need for things to be balanced and fair.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I get
1: really upset. And my dad, like, as a child, he would say to me all the time, he'd be like, well, life's not fair. And I'd be like, why? Why isn't it fair? We could make it more fair. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not enough to just be like, and I think I actually did a post kind of on this the other day. Like, you can't just say life's not fair and then not try to make it. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It also shows up in me buying a lot of like pretty things, mm-hmm. like Libras like things.
0: Yeah, pretty <laughs> um, things surrounding That's
1: test. But he and I are both Li- Libra risings, and he's a Leo sun.
0: And Dude, that's Leo crazy. Leo. And, and a one. Leo moon, and you said he had a stellium in Leo too, right?
1: He does. He's got four major planets wow. in Leo, and he's a and he's a music. He's a pop producer.
0: That's so That's cool. That's perfect. such a fun energy to be around.
1: It's a super fun energy to be around, um, and I think that the fact that our our um, I actually I have CoStar, which is that like funny little app that like. Uh huh. It tells you every day where things are changing, but it also does compatibilities, and I checked games on my compatibility, and everything lines up. It's, like, because, like, typically, like, Leo and Leo relationships don't, like, always mm, go You're, to like, color. competing,
0: almost, yeah. for the spotlight.
1: But because we're both Leo suns and Libra risings,
0: mm, um, it like works. Like, the balance. Because our
1: moons are different. So like where I'm like rolling. I've been saying this joke. This is the third time I'm gonna tell it, but it works. I get a giggle. (laughs) I'm rolling in the deep like Adele, and it's like, like in the sun. Um, it worked really well. I
0: love that. That's perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: I real. I just realized that I have me and my husband have opposite uh, lunar nodes. Which is cool. Like, you know how you have, like, your, like, I'm in Aquarius. What is it? My north node is in Aquarius, and my south node is in Leo, and then his is opposite. So that was cool.
1: That's cool. Do you, like, do y'all handle emotions differently? Like, is one of you, like...
0: Yes, definitely. So I have, like, all of the water. I'd say I have all of the emotions. (laughs) He, he is a Gemini sun and, and Capricorn moon, Capricorn rising. So, like, super intelligent and, like, so loyal, so dependable, like, so stir. Oh, my God. Yes. Emperor energy, but, like like, the emperor energy that I'm trying to be, because emperor is my life card. So, yeah, because I'm a Capricorn, so, like, I feel like, have you heard that when somebody has a moon and a rising sign, they've kind of, like, already mastered those skills, whereas somebody's sun sign, you're just kind of trying to learn it? So I feel like I was trying to learn the Capricorn energy this life, and he really taught it to me. Like, when we first met, we've been together for, like, almost 10 years. So, I met him right about when I was, like, 20. And I, like, could not save a dollar. Like, <laughs> like spending all of my money on, like, Starbucks and shit, I just did not need. And he was, like, like where's your savings and I was like savings (laughs) and like he totally he just taught me how to be like a responsible human being (laughs) which like sounds like I don't know like everybody should know but (laughs) but like no
1: it's hard it's hard and like especially because like I mean, and Gabe's and gave them my, like, we're like artists trying to like, make it in, in Nashville. So we don't have a savings and probably won't for a long time. Um, but I finally got a point, like, like with my job of a nanny, um, which is my like full time muggle gig, where I get to, like, I'm making like a little bit more money. And so I'm like, oh, I can, like, if I want like a new sweater, I can <laughs> boom, <get a> sweater. <laughs> I can get a new sweater. And I've never, like, it's been such a long time since I've had that ability. And my poor, like, my fiancé, he's just, like, no, nope, like, we're going to make it $7 till Monday. And he's, like, it's, like, the total rock star life.
0: I love that.
1: But, it, but it's just, like, but it, it somehow it, it, it just all works. It's a very, um, it's two it's Leos trying to, like,
0: <laughs> figure your
1: yeah. up constantly.
0: It's also just, like, putting your passions and your craft first.
1: It is. And Definitely. it's like
0: really, it's like such a, I feel like astrology relates so much to priorities also. And oh my like,
1: God, yes.
0: And like your strengths also, and like learning how to use your strengths um, and like be able to really like create, um, I don't know, your best life from it, which is really cool. I feel like that like starving artist. Idea feels very like Five of Pentacles. Like you almost have to like suffer for your craft a little bit.
1: I think he almost purposefully does it. Mm. <laughs> like I think there's almost an element of like, can I make it? Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> like a game, and I'm over here like, I mean, I'm like good enough to know like I need to pay. I always save enough money to like pay all my bills. Yeah. But then, any left over is like. All
0: right, it's free. <laughs> um,
1: um, yeah. Whereas Gabriel, like he, like he doesn't buy anything. It's just like he only he, like he is constantly working three jobs. He's constantly in the studio. It's very impressive, and like the work ethic is so there. But there's definitely something about like the starving artist mentality that pushes creative people forward.
0: Yeah. Right? If
1: I don't, if I don't get, if I don't make some money singing. I'm not eating so I But it's do it.
0: also just like I feel like you have no you have no other choice too when you're like really meant to do something. It's like nothing else ends up working out.
1: That is one hundred percent how I feel about tarot. Like Yeah. Absolutely anytime I try to like I I want I had a teacher who took advantage of me when I first started reading. I met at a coffee shop. Sorry, it got, like, it's going to get super intense. and And yeah, he, he ended up, like, um, taking advantage of me. And uh, I almost walked completely away. I was like, well, obviously, like, this isn't good. Like, people who do it are not good. I'm not being responsible. Somebody I thought I could trust, obviously, I could not. Um, That's so terrible. It was horrible. Um, but what it did is, like, create this need in me to be an authentic, genuine source of tarot education for people who are in the position that I was. Like, I don't want people to get taken advantage of. I don't want people to be spending. I like ran into a a lady or a girl. She's like in in college, I think selling her psychic abilities for like hundreds of dollars to people who were buying it. And I was like, that,
0: yeah, (laughs) like you got it in yourself, man look within it's
1: free so i wrote a pdf on how to strengthen your intuition and spirit work and channeling and just was like if you want it dm me it's free like do not pay people for your do not pay people to sell you psychicness like that's not how it works
0: yeah so what was she was trying to sell you to be psychic
1: no she was in her stories selling her psychic ability and explaining why people should pay her upwards of like a hundred and two hundred and three hundred dollars for different tiers of into of her intuition and psychicness, and that she would do a spell. Um, uh,
0: so not yeah. even like a reading, just right. like
1: just like here. Now you have my psychic abilities, and I was oh like, oh man. Oh, you can't do that yeah
0: that's a, that. it's just taking advantage of people too who are feeling like vulnerable and they're looking for community and looking for resources to make themselves you know feel better whatever they're going through that's,
1: yeah there's such a vast amount I think especially when you start you can only google so much information and you've got and you really don't have any idea what's valid and what's and what was written by a dude in, like, onesie pajamas in his living room. Like, you don't, there's no distinction.
0: Yeah, um, totally. Like, where is this material coming from?
1: Yeah, and so, like, one of the things that, like, especially, like, Awaken Pool, it's it specifically, like, a place where I, I don't pretend to be the, the, you know, the end-all, be-all of tarot mm-hmm. information. It's just like, hey, let's spark conversation about the way that tarot could work in this place. And then... How do you think it works because it, I, I believe that anything is transactional so anytime you do a reading or anytime you interact with somebody in the community or teach somebody or learn from you're learning um, you're taking in as much as you're giving and uh, I think that's really beautiful but I 100% do not believe that people can buy psychicness <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I feel like that's very Aquarius, like, star vibes. Like, I I remember, like, seeing it once upside down, and it came to me before I did this big wedding. And it just felt like the more I'm able to, like, serve people, the more I get in return. Like, Uh it's that picture of, like, if it's reversed, then all the water is just, like, flooding down. You know, just that idea of, like, you give, like, everything's just returned, like, tenfold when you just, like, open a little, like, crevice of the channel.
1: I just want chills. Oh my god, yay! Aquarius! I love, the star card is, like, a blankie to
0: me. Like, every time I pull
1: it, I'm just, like... Yay! (laughs) Uh,
0: I heard someone, I can't, I feel bad, I don't remember who it is, but just feeling, they said it's like feeling like after you have a good cry, and I love that, like, just like wash your soul over.
1: It is such a, I love talking, so like, because the the star comes right after the tower, and I
0: think Mm, I, -hmm. where did I talk
1: about it? I might have been writing it or Awaken Fool or something for the rebirth line. But the star is so, like, it's, like, a lot of people read it. I think a lot of the times like, oh, yeah, all my troubles are over. And now I'm going to, like, heal. And, like, it's it's that moment of, like, everything is crumpled. You're completely, like, you are as humbled and down as you can be. But you're, like, you're at that point. Like, it's, like, the moment right before you fall asleep or right when you wake up when you don't remember anything that's happened and you're just, like, being.
0: Mm, it's like, that's it's like cool the, com-
1: the comfort of just being in a place where you forget for a second that nothing like nothing else matters nothing yeah else.
0: Nothing it's also matters. that time where it's like right before the sun is rising where it's like you feel like it can't possibly go on because yeah. of how broken you are but like it does, it does. never mm-hmm. ending water yeah. Never ending water. Mm-hmm. So you're also a poet.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so tell me about that.
1: Oh my gosh. I, I forget about so many things. Um, so when I, I went to college, I got my associates in education and then I went for my bachelor's in poetry, creative writing books, and poetry. Um, and I was completely out of my element and started off as me taking an English course in creative writing. Cause I love short stories. Um, and part of the unit was creative poetry. And I, w- I always considered myself somebody that could not write poetry and should not write poetry. Um, until I took that section of the course and all of a sudden it just fucking clicked for me. Um, and I felt completely in love with that. I was going through an awful breakup and depression. I was, like, I weighed, like, 90 to 100 pounds because I was deep in my eating disorder. My whole life, it felt like so many things were kind of falling apart with my parents and dad and sisters. I have a, like, I mean, if you follow my Instagram, you know my family life. My childhood hasn't been, like, pristine by any means. And poetry became this outlet for me to kind of express these deeper emotions that nobody wanted to listen to, like, verbatim, just Talking, but for some reason, if I said it in a poem, people were like, I get it now, which was bizarre. Um, and it kind of took off, and I ended up getting um, um, some poems published and like a small book published, like minimal, like 100 copies, um, about dealing with depression, my eating disorder, and this breakup, um, called Boundaries Need Teeth. And
0: uh, <laughs> I love that! Oh my god, I need a copy. <laughs> Yes, bring it back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was so, um, it was so enlightening. And then my dad moved, and I was completely alone. And he did this thing where he was like, "Okay, write a poem a day." He and my stepmom every night would wait at eight p.m. and I'd send them a poem, and they talked to me about it and talked me through the lines and asked me why I chose to use certain words. And um, I ended up taking a publishing course at the same time, where I started a, a poetry zine, poetry journal online. And, um, with, with, a uh, my friend who was in a lot of other classes with me and it ended up taking off and ra- like, uh, people were getting like dozens of submissions at most. And we were getting tens of thousands of submissions to this poetry zine. Um, and we ended up having to take on other editors and volunteers and we would have like, we would come to my house, which had no furniture in it because my dad lived in Nashville and I had not moved yet. And we would like smoke and drink like total Hemingway and like edit poetry and talk about literature (laughs) that's great (laughs) we'd even go to like cemeteries and sit and get spooky and and write and um when I moved to Nashville we had to archive it um but my friend my co-editor of that magazine is now getting his MFA in poetry in Texas
0: so (laughs) that's so cool it all comes full circle
1: it does and I still write I mean if you read a lot of my posts are written in like reform prose poetry um uh it's just really fun. I love I love that art form. Um, I actually just bought Mary Oliver's um her greatest hits book on um, the day that she died, and then I cut, stole it got stolen off my porch.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Mary Oliver is hot right now.
1: I'm hoping that I spread, spread <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining that person like I only order a couple things. Like it's either like tarot decks, witchy like stuff or like poetry books they were
0: hoping it was an ipad
1: (laughs) they're gonna be like ah
0: it's a poetry book it's gonna turn them into a poet who knows i hope so i hope that i mean like for
1: for someone to steal a poetry book like thank god it was mary oliver's like let's hope we change some lives Amazon. i have
0: a little library right outside my house that i built have you heard of those
1: the Free Library. Yes,
0: aren't yes. that so cute.
1: We have one a block basically away from my house, and my fiancé's mom sends us books to put in there.
0: I love it. People, like, will drop off their books, and they love it, and I was so nervous to, like, put it up, and, like, my he husband does. was... My husband built it, and he's amazing. Yeah. He's a superhero. Right? And then I was like, OK, we have to do this. I was like, build it, and they will come. And he, we were cracking up, like, putting like, this thing up. And it looked like this, like, dollhouse. <laughs> and he was, gonna... like, we were like, nobody's going to use this. Oh, my god. No, it's just like, it's like you know, like, this milkshake
1: brings all the boys to the art computer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, <brings all> <laughs> it does overflowing it's crazy yeah i love it
1: that is absolutely amazing it's i'm awesome. so inspired by that yeah so we didn't build ours it was already there but i love it
0: yeah so i mean any of them in the community are great
1: it is it's such a um i i just love the idea of people spreading literature especially like i like to slip band books from like, mm, like I yeah. slip a couple of catcher in the rise some harry potter's um
0: yeah, um, something magical. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I need to put some magical books in there. I need to put a tarot deck in one. Yeah,
0: I was mindset. I was just thinking of that. I was like, I should go put one in there.
1: Yes. Well, actually like, okay, so Awaken Pool, the workbooks are all like that we use for the curriculum that um, that I did is a donation basis and all the proceeds from that go to buying decks in journals.
0: Yes, Would I love that. Play? That's so sweet. So how do you find the people? Will they email you if they feel like they could use one, or is it, like, referral?
1: It's all, It's everything. So um, I've had a couple different situations come up. I've had people DM me saying that they really wanted to, but cannot afford it, and I'm more than happy. to. I send it right away then. Um, I've had people nominate people, which is perfect, and we send it anonymously. So it's anonymous or as, like, um, obvious as you want it to be. And then I've also had people whose parents are, like, um, people who nominate cousins or family members whose parents are very religious, um, who would never be able to get a tarot deck on their own or ask for the money to receive one. Mm -hmm. And so we, I give it to the family member, and that family member gives it to that person um, so that they can help, like, if, if that person's dealing with them. I've had specifically a situation where... Uh, the person felt like their family didn't understand them and they, they had no way to express who they really were. And uh, their cousin messaged awake and full and was like, can I have a deck?" And we were like, yeah, <laughs> you totally can. Um, and I just think, like, tarot literally saved my life um, uh, 100%. And I just think that it's a gift that people should have.
0: Yeah, what did it teach you?
1: Uh, I feel
0: like that's a loaded question, but oh like the <laughs> bullet
1: points. It is, but it's, I mean, it's such a necessary one. Um, I, uh, I tried to kill myself several years ago, um, and it did not work. And, um, I, I mean, when I say that I was extremely, like, I was very thin 90 pounds at five, nine, very depressed, very anxious, had a lot of unresolved trauma that nobody would talk about. And, um, When my stepmom gave me this deck and um, I was spiraling back into my eating disorder and wondering if it was worth, like, if I was worth it, if this was worth it. Not really sure, like, how much longer I thought I'd be able to keep going um, and just trying to make it work. And then I found Terrell and all of a sudden it was this thing that I didn't understand that I needed to figure out. And, I mean, the cards, the first time I touched them, they shocked me. And then every time I was reading that night, like, I mean, granted, I was drunk on, like, seven margaritas. But, uh, I mean, my, hand, my whole body tingled. Like, I was like, you know, have you ever, like, this is going to sound stupid, but have you ever put your tongue on the end of your iPhone charger? And it, like, kind of... <laughs> no. Okay, well, I mean, like, it doesn't hurt. Maybe try it. And that's, like, but that's how my whole body felt in the car. I
0: have <laughs> electrocuted myself before trying to, like, short-circuit my volcano vaporizer to work. Because, like, you would have to, like, complete the circuit. And I would always watch my husband do it with a Q-tip. And I just, like, licked my finger one day. And I was like, ah! <laughs> and I was like, okay. That was so a bad idea. Understand. But it's I I got you
1: at least yours was accidental. Mine, I was in a church <laughs> uh, Out of curiosity, I was not trying to sell a farm. I just wanted to know. Um, but that's what my whole body felt like. And so this is this enigma of things that all of a sudden, like, I'm a big believer that tarot does not give you intuition. It merely gives you an outline. Like, currently, like, us talking to each other and, like, knowing where we're going next or knowing what the next person's going to say or where to take it next, like, that's reading the cards. We just don't have the cards to outline the situation. Um, so for me, I got tarot and all of a sudden things that like I was too blocked off and like uh, my, my intuition wasn't working and like I had stopped seeing spirits, which is something that I experienced a lot as a kid. And I lived like the house that my fiance and I lived in previously was fucking haunted. And like it was hard for me to, I dropped you again. Um, it was hard for me to, it was hard for me to contact him. We called him Larry. It doesn't matter. But it was hard for me to do these things, and I got tarot and all of a sudden. I had this like tangible way to re-access my inner self, like a part of me that I hadn't felt in a while, and it was really special and really wonderful. And I think it led to me needing to know more and dive in more and explore more of my own head. And when you know, when people say tarot is a mirror, I think it gave. I think it made me able to see myself, my insides, clearly for the first time in a really, really long time. And um, I like at this point to this day, like, uh, I mean, I'm still here. <laughs> and I, I credit a lot of that to, to Tarot, giving me the ability to like form an identity and giving me the thought process and tools to be comfortable with the person I am, regardless of the things that happened to me. Yeah. That was like the longest.
0: No I totally relate to so much of that and I feel like tarot has been the biggest thing that's helped my mental health and being able to actually like see myself clearly like I totally relate to the being in a a mirror thing and especially like a water thing especially when like you can't detach from like It's, like, the thoughts, but also the emotions were so overwhelming for me. I don't know if it's, like, that Pisces moon where it's just, like...
1: Rolling in the deep.
0: (laughs) Girl! (laughs) Rolling so deep. How did it... Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel, like, your Pisces moon? Do you get, like, weird dreams?
1: Um, yeah. So, I have. So I'm actually writing a short story about a dream I had I mean close to two years ago now but it stays with me all the time um, I have really vivid dreams and I also have dreams that tell me things like they tell me what's going to happen um, like I've been pulled over like twice in my entire life and every time like every time I've been pulled over I knew it was going to happen because I dreamt it the night before wow. um, and it's it can be like a dreams where like my hair is shorter where I'm standing in the kitchen with friends and one of them's like, uh, like randomly enough he's a blueberry delivery man here in Tennessee and he's like yeah like usually when you cross the, the sign into Georgia you're excited but not if you're not trying to go to Georgia so I'm still waiting for that to happen but it's like um, situations I, I don't, um, that don't really matter but in some way they do matter um, they just kind of give me like a snapshot into where I'll be in a specific amount of time that I don't know <laughs> um but it also I think really highlights my empathy I'm very empathic to the point where I take on other people's physical pain um and I, I attribute that a lot to the Pisces moon um it's uh like I can feel if my dad is upset when my sister's pet chameleon died I was just like I just started sobbing on the way home from work um without knowing like I knew that it was sick but I didn't know and so um I think my Pisces moon has a lot to do with that
0: yeah I feel like I pick up other people's emotions so quickly and so deeply where I can't tell what's mine and what's my environment's. and I think that with tarot I feel like that really taught me to discern that And, like, with, like, the twos and, like, creating balance and putting up that boundary with, like, the water and the air and really taking time for yourself. And, like, showing, like, especially that, like, three of swords when it's, like, you just keep fucking stabbing yourself in the heart because that freaking neuropathway has just, like, been grooved. But you're, like, I want to change this pattern And, like, and first, you even have to identify that it's even a pattern.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: so hard to even just become the observer of all of that.
1: It is. It's really, and I think that a lot of times when people, I think a lot of times empaths specifically, when they get overwhelmed, they're like, I'm anxious, and I don't know why I'm anxious. Pay attention to the news. What's happening? Empaths, like, that feel the collective so intensely that a lot of times they're, and I never want to, like, be like, this is your mental health and this is what is actually happening. I should say for me that when I feel really like irrationally angry or upset, it's typically something that's bigger is happening around me that I'm just feeling really hard. And um, I think empaths take things so personally (laughs) that I can't discern. And Tarot really helps with that. I think I I literally did a reading once several weeks ago during the whole like you know, shit that happens, the shit that, happens, that is happening in America. And they're reading, and I was like, why am I so upset? And I literally pulled the world. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, oh, okay.
1: Like, be less literal. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so just, like, I think tarot really does give you an outline. Um, and it can be, like, and it can be very metaphoric, but it can also be so freaking literal like that, uh, which I appreciate.
0: Yeah, what is your, like, re- do you feel like you have, like, a specific relationship with your, like, tarot guides and spirits?
1: Yeah, it's very, um, that's the relationship that I've always had, even before tarot. I felt very strongly that there was something that kind of, I mean, I, when I tried to kill myself, I, it didn't work. And I think that that was an intervention. My dog just ran, and that's why you keep falling <laughs> But I, uh, I think that with, ter- with my deck, and if you, if you watch a week in full videos during, or if anybody does, like, I'm shuffling and cards will jump at me constantly. My deck wants to have conversations, but I also really put the effort into working with source communication through tarot in that, like, if I'll have a conversation with, t- with source using tarot, so I'll take what jumps or I'll take what feels natural to pull, and then I'll talk back to it, how are you feeling today? three of swords why do you feel bad like um why are you upset and I think that I think that it's given me a better understanding of how to communicate with source and divine um and I know that not everybody works with deities I do work with with one and uh they come in dreams they (laughs) um which one um um, so I work um I work with ISIS a lot um is um I was to say that as a child, I was obsessed with ancient Egypt would be (laughs) a massive understatement. Um, I, I fell completely in love with learning about it and everything. Um, and then as, and I, uh, I grew up very religious. So working with a deity is never something that I thought that I would be doing just because, you know, like that insurance of like not going to hell, like don't work, no false idols. Um, and then as that kind of got deconstructed and I was like church is patriarchy and kind of got myself to a level of working with my own, um, consciousness as a morality base, uh, I would start, I had a dream one night and, um, I was in, I was walking with somebody who was purple, just purple light. And they were showing me a hieroglyphs and I was walking through this temple and, Again, my fiance is a a musician, so he was in the studio until late, and I was walking and talking with this person, like, asleep in the room, and Gabriel came to bed, and I woke up, and I didn't know who he was, and I didn't know who our dog was, and I didn't know where I was, and I was completely like, this isn't right, and I shouldn't be here. Where am I? (laughs) Um, And kind of, like, panicking, and then this thing pulled me back in, and I realized then, like, where I was, I was in a tomb, and the purple light said, hey, stop worrying. You're in Egypt. And I woke up that night, and I was like, I gotta figure out what's happening here, because that was really real, <laughs> and I don't know how to handle it. Um, and through, through meditation, and eventually, like um, she told me her name, and so I've been kind of like I work with her and talk to her, and she gives me, and she I she is who I believe I'm talking to when I use tarot. So cool. It's definitely that upper echelon of woo-woo witchiness.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm in, I am am a top tier, baby.
1: I was going to say, you never know when what you're saying is, like, two. No.
0: No, no. No, I love all of it. No, I think, I mean, everybody has their own experiences, and yes. and I feel like I've experienced my own stuff, so who's to say that yours isn't
1: real? I feel like so many people I've spoken to about their own experiences, and I have that same kind of mentality of, so many people's truths are different than other people's truths, and it's such a, um, as long as it's not oppressive or hurting somebody, like, it's such an interesting, um, like, Even time, like, asking people what they think about time and how time works, everyone will have a different answer. And I think that that is so fascinating. Yeah,
0: what is your idea about time?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you mine if you tell me. Um, Yeah. I don't think that time is linear. I think that it's all concentric. And I think that we all work together at the same time on this wheel that rotates um for instance um to break it down like i believe that this iteration we could be here in this present time and then our next life could be ancient greece um like i don't think that mm, i never thought of that I, yeah i don't think you can necessarily just keep moving forward i think that think about like some of the inventions that were created at an ancient time that doesn't like it doesn't make sense it's like somebody came almost from the future and so people throw time travel around but it's almost like somebody was so advanced in their thinking that an iteration went back and created something spectacular and the other thing is that um again my associates is in education so you learn something you learn about something called the proximal zone of education uh in educational psychology which is that a person can only understand as much as their maturity allows them to so when you think about the term like when you think about epiphanies, when something just clicks all of a sudden, we don't really, there's no way for psychologists to measure that, just that it happens. Um, but my, my, like, working theory on that, and it's just mine, um, there's no way to back this up, is that somebody in a future iteration or past iteration working at the same time that you are learned something or gained some sort of information that you needed in this. Wow,
0: that's such a cool idea. I love that. That's really neat. And
1: especially especially because, like, and then it gives me, like, the desire to keep learning and keep thinking and keep meditating and journaling because who knows what I'm coming up with that's helping a different iteration of me somewhere. Um,
0: That brings to mind – so I've really been into, like, human design lately.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: so I saw something that about my type – like, the levels, there's, like, the the different foundations, I guess, and the different numbers. So you could be, like, a 4-5 or these different, like, personality things, right? And it said mine was you're made to connect with people and then, like, cut off from it. So it's, like, bonding and then breaking. And they say these people are really here to work on karma with people so you have those like instances where you're just like karmically met up with this stranger and you impact their lives and then you're meant to like go and work on the next person so it just like made me think of that idea where it's like just like those little moments are so important and who knows like from what um like, what karma we're fixing in the past by doing it or in the future or, like, those little random synchronistic moments are, like, so important.
1: Yes. I love that so much. That's such a, um, I, uh, I love this suit of pentacles. I know, um, I, this ties in, I promise, um, because for me, I know a lot of people, and it can be read this way, totally valid, like, finance, business, uh, yeah but for me it's so much about like body community it can talk to money like earthly things but it can also talk about like working with tools um, around me but it can also talk so much about ancestral lines yes and um,
0: karma mm-hmm. yes and
1: every time I pull the three of pentacles or the ten of pentacles yes I'm yes
0: like, me too to totally like I'm getting closer to my soul work Like, I'm figuring out, I'm, like, untying the knots, it feels like, of the Ten of Pentacles. Where, like, all these different lives get, like, stuck together and intertwined. And then as you, like, do this work of, like, you know, like, sorting through all of it, and then you're able to, like, see that, like, ace more clearly and, like, really... I don't know, just, like, decondition all of it. So then you're, like, taking it apart and looking at it and figuring it out and working through it. Because that's the whole thing. We're just supposed to be, like, working through it, right? Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I also think it's, like, super appropriate that the pentacles all kind of look like gears that are lining up like
0: mm. what's not it
1: always makes me kind of question when I get one especially in the works I'm like okay, what here's not working like what do I need to adjust mm. to get myself all my pieces back in motion and I saw
0: like, somebody had pentacles and a deck and they were symbolized as wheels which I thought was really interesting too so it'd yeah. be like the like the what was it maybe the six of Pentacles was like a wagon. So, it was almost like bringing you places, too, with that, like, work that you've done.
1: Yeah, offering rides, picking people up and dropping them off.
0: hmm That's uh, so I that. cool. <laughs> I love
1: that so much. I love looking at other people's... I always read... So, every deck I buy that comes with a guidebook, I read the guidebook. With the exception of the pagan otherworlds. Uh, I never I never got that, and I should have. <laughs> i heard wonderful things. But, but usually, like I read the guidebook because people's interpretations of the cards is so vastly different all the time, and it's such a uh, it's such a testament to how unique our experiences mm-hmm. have been as humans and collectively. And uh, uh, for me, anytime that somebody like creates a deck that's like, uh, you know, the suit of wheels or the suit of like, there's one that's like the suit of like spoons or something instead of instead of yeah
0: that's so cool
1: i'm so absolutely intrigued by that idea it almost makes me want to like like i want to create a deck where nothing is (laughs) yes flip
0: it upside down yeah Yeah. it could be like fire could be like matches
1: yeah i feel like even
0: like wands could be matches
1: yes i have this like weird idea where i would go through suit of wands so like the suit of light instead and talk about like you know the ace of wands being a match and then the two being a torch and then the three being lanterns and so on and so forth like building up light because uh you know fire can do so many different things that I think it adds such a complexity to the suit of wands to talk about it in regards to instead of like sticks and clubs it, to talk about it in terms of what fire can do
0: yeah definitely
1: uh, just, like, I'm not creating a deck right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> I also, like, while you were talking about that, too, like, I almost thought of, like, the sun being the start of a deck, like, of uh, uh, the suit of wands, and just, like, yes. going based off that would be really cool. Yeah, like, me, the different planets. Someone needs
1: to create a solar deck. Yes! Solar so, like, the fool is, like, the big bang, and we expand from there. Like, let's get a, let's get a, uh,
0: yeah somebody who knows what they're talking (laughs) about
1: get an astrologist up in that (laughs) yes
0: Um, agreed oh my god I
1: love that so much so tell
0: me like any spooky stories you have
1: Ooh, I have so many of those um (laughs) okay your best
0: ones okay
1: okay I'll tell you uh to start off with the when i up when I first realized that I was seeing things that people weren't seeing um growing up I grew in the I grew in a house that had black mold in the attic the whole house was decaying from the inside we were all constantly ill um and everyone and never like it was just not a great place to grow up in and so it um it, it just kind of seemed to like suck in a lot of negative kind of energy um And I played outside a lot, and uh, one of the things that would happen is um, I would be sitting on the swing set, and I would see this shadow thing go by the house across the fence to to the house next door, and I would refer to this as the shadow with no arms, and I would talk to my parents about it and be like, the shadow with no arms? was walking around today and they blew it off and then eventually the shadow was no arms. He would like, he, it. I don't know. It would get closer and closer and closer to me as a kid. And I remember it got really close to me one time and I ran inside screaming and crying. And this just happened to be when are you afraid of the dark was popular on Nickelodeon. And I would have been like six or seven. So my parents were like, that's it. No more TV. But that's not what was happening. So the thing with no arms, the shadow with no arms would come into my house and we all kind of had the same agreement. It was unspoken, but none of us would stay in the living room past a certain amount of time in Mm -hmm. this house. We'd all disappear to our rooms down the hallway. And this went on like people, like I would have people stay over and they'd be like something was keeping me up or your living room feels weird or it's always cold in here. Um, And nobody I never got anyone to believe me about it but it was I mean all the way up until I was 17 I would see the shadow with no arms and um one one night I was sitting with my best friend in my driveway looking up at the house across the street and in the window there is this shadow um standing there looking out and I remember asking my neighbor about it I was like why do you have that weird like cardboard cutout standing in the window and she was like there isn't one well somebody had ended up like killing themselves up there. Um, And so my theory is just that, like, I think that spirits that are hurting go to those who can see them. And so I think that the thing would come find me, I don't believe that spirits are inherently evil or bad. I think that kind of like batteries that don't have casings, our bodies react to energy in certain ways, that can make us uncomfortable and make us feel like things are scary. Um, but this thing, like, <laughs> like basically haunted the shit out of my childhood home my entire life.
0: Yeah. Um, so, did you guys buy it from somebody else? Somebody else lived I, there before.
1: No idea. My grandparents bought it for my parents. They had kids really young, and my grandparents bought it for them, and they lived next door for a really long time.
0: When? Uh, um. So when did I, it? so it just I guess it stayed there you ended up moving away like it just stayed there the whole time
1: I guess the craziest thing is that there was black mold in the attic and the house was uninhabitable for over Mm, my mom and sisters moved out Was living with my dad at the time they moved out in 2011 and I have visited that house once a year since and it wasn't until this last trip home my grandfather was sick and we drove past that somebody had just moved in so, like, nine-ish years, nobody lived in that house. Wow. It was uninhabitable.
0: Wow. So, so did it ever, just- like, try communicating with you or no?
1: I think I think it probably did. I think that everyone around me was, like, that's not real or that's not a thing that I kind of shut down. And I was also dealing with a lot of familial problems at the time. So, dealing with, I mean, like, my mom was abusive, so dealing with those issues took precedent, but looking back, there were definitely times when I couldn't find things, or I'd find my toys outside, or, (laughs) Mm um, like weird shit, yeah, disappear, and I think that something was trying to communicate, but I didn't have any of the appropriate tools to, to reach back out, um, but there were other times where, um, I did have, (laughs) like, really bizarre, weird contact, um, with spirits that were reaching out.
0: Um, like what? Uh,
1: so there was my um my grandparents and aunt and uncle. They live up in the mountains in Boone, North Carolina. My dad's parents and I lived there after I graduated high school for about six months. Going to when I was going to college, um, before I moved back home, and I was in the basement at my um. There was always. There were always things happening at my nana and papa's where she had these creepy dolls downstairs, and I don't think the dolls had anything to do with it, but the dolls would move. I think because the thing that the dolls creeped me out, mm. um, and it would also walk around and kind of like stop and like the stand doll next to me. or the, know, the the spirit the
0: or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, and it was like audible footsteps. Like I could hear it on the stairs. I could. I would be in the shower, and it would open the door. I ah! like, open the door. <laughs> and it would slam doors shut, and um. I brought it up to my aunt at one point and she was like, "That, Yeah, she's like, Yeah, there's something down there. It hit me one night. And I was like, What? She was like, Yeah, I was standing up and I was dusting because she would clean the basement for my nana. And she was like, It hit me. And she had like a little red mark on like her thigh, like butt area. Like it smacked her. And, <laughs> it um, smacked her ass. <laughs> oh my God. No, what I'm an telling. asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> so I got freaked out and a lot of. There are a lot of other contributors, but I ended up moving to my aunt and uncle's house, which is right next door to my nan and papa's and was in their basement and it was Halloween and I'd lived there about a month and I was I had just turned the light off and I had rolled over and something jumped into bed with me.
0: Ah. I was,
1: so I think it's my cousin and I try to sit up and like push her out or, like tickle her or something. I can't move. I'm completely stuck. And the thing is like, squirming and getting comfortable and cozy in bed. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't think this is Emma. And I realize something really weird is happening. And then I feel it, like, jump up. Like, it got off the bed. And I was able to sit up and, like, smack at it. And I should have been able to hit it. And it was completely gone.
0: Ah! That's so creepy. Bizarre. Yeah, super um, bizarre. There's, like, something about you that's just, like, magnetic.
1: I I don't really I don't really know what it is but it is like our la- like this is the only house that I've ever lived in that has not been haunted. The house like like the house my dad and I rented when my parents divorced, there was a ghost in the, like that would walk up and down the stairs and I had like my co-editors for my ma- my poetry magazine, they stayed the night in my living room because I was so afraid to be there alone. The thing would like throw fans because it didn't like the noise. And it would open up. I call them, like, uh, you know, like, the little crawl space doors that really old houses have? Mm-hmm. Like, it would open those, even though they yeah. were locked. Um, so when Gabriel and I moved into this house, he was like, no spirits. None. Yeah. <laughs> if you sense anything, we're not getting it. Because the last house we lived in was haunted by this, this like, old man who just walked around and smoked cigs and chilled out.
0: So that was, like, totally fine, though.
1: It was fine with me. I didn't care. I I mean, I've had things jump into, like, that. So I was like, what? I just supposed to walk around. And,
0: like, this guy's respectful.
1: Like, yeah, until, so Gabriel got, like, some, like, stage thing off the internet. And this is crazy. I won't, and I'll stop telling you ghost stories. But, like, no. I want to hear all of them. <laughs> so me, I'm, like, talking about Larry, and I'm, like, talking about, because, like, the night before I'd gone to the bathroom, and it, like, had wrapped its fingers around the bathroom door. And I was like, no, and closed it. And, I, and Gabe and our roommate at the time, Mason, got, like, freaked out and Googled this, like, sage exorcism thing. And I get home, um, and Gabe's car's not there. Mason's watching TV in the living room. And I walk in towards my altar writing desk. I was freelance writing at the time. And something walks into the kitchen and leans, like, on the door, in the doorway. And I was like, Gabe, I'm looking through my I'm like, Gabe, I didn't see your car. I didn't know you were home. And I look up, and it's – we called him Larry to make him less scary. And he charged at me, and I shrieked and run into the living room. And I look at Mason, and I'm like, what did you do? Like, because, the, I mean, Larry had never been anything like this. And I walk into the kitchen, and I find, like, half-burnt sage and, like, some weird thing off Google that, like, if any negative energies live here, you must leave We And I was like, you can't just – <laughs> oh, yeah. And then do it at the house. Uh, oh, so man. Gonna, like,
0: so we it just pissed like, him off.
1: It, like, he was not happy. And so we, I basically just had to, like, stage and be like, hey, you're welcome here. Like, we're not – you were here before. I mean, the house was 110 years old. Yeah. And we were just like, you were here first. I'm not trying to kick you out. You're fine. And then it was, I mean, just normal appearances after that. But that was super bizarre. I've never been – like charged at by the spirit
0: yeah before. man okay you have any other ones i feel like i'm being greedy because there's,
1: there's no. so many good ones um, there are so um i actually um i i have i've been to the bellwitch cave here in tennessee um and had like a really cool experience with the bellwitch ghost or um her name's kate what they call it? Uh, mm-hmm. the, it was actually Gabriel's and my anniversary. When the day I got engaged too, he was planning on proposing to me inside the Bell Witch. Do you know about the Bell Witch?
0: N- refresh all of us.
1: Okay, uh, I'll do it really briefly. There's a War episode on it too. That's really good. But the Bell Witch is super famous. It's um, this family from the 1800s who lived in Tennessee and settled, and they stole their land, settled on. Native American, um, uh, ritual land. And they have this cave on the back of their house where they did a lot of the rituals at. And there are a lot of graves that were completely desecrated and destroyed. And they ended up using the cave for refrigeration of food. Um, and there is this spirit that haunted the house that was said to be omnipotent. And, um, there's found like hundreds of letters from the townspeople all over like, uh, the County of this area, uh, with people who have experienced and talked with Kate, she would talk and she would tell people like what they were thinking or what they'd done two hours ago or mm-hmm. what was in people's pockets. And she could quote sermons that had happened. Um, the people would come and uh, try to help the family, and but the Bellwitch ghost would kick on John Bell, the dad, and Betsy Bell, the daughter, like pulling her hair and wouldn't let her marry the guy she was in love with. And um, she it is the old, she ended up murdering John Bell. Suffocating him to death and giving him poison, the ghost, and it is the only current um, uh, governmentally accepted spirit murder.
0: They're <laughs> yeah, like we have no other possibilities.
1: So yeah, like it, she killed him. So gave I wanted to go and they do this like little cave tour, the cabin tours, whatever. Because they they tore down the old one, it burned down or something, and they rebuilt the replica. But the cave is so cool. Um, and just walking on the land was very energetic. Um, and I was kind of like, Oh, like white people shouldn't be here. <laughs> Not supposed to be here. Um, and we went into the cave and Gabriel again, like he was thinking about proposing inside the cave. And I looked at Gabe and I was like, she's here. And I started getting this like full body, like vibrational, like he had to hold me up cause I about passed out. Um, and when I left, I had like I left with this information of it like um, she was mother earth. Like she was the chaotic force of like nature that like um, protective nature um, that, you know, Native Americans had given so much to the land and they had done so much to nurture it and take care of it. Um, And this bell witch was the personification of that chaotic spirit coming forward to kind of be like, you can't, either to scare away or to prove the point that, like, she was, she would save people, like, the, the Lucy, the mom of the family, got really sick, and the spirit loved Lucy, and would bring her grapes and berries and nuts out of the air <laughs> to, like, save her, um, but she also murdered John, so we went to the cave, and I had this really crazy, intense experience of, uh, don't. Like, don't fuck with Mother Nature. Don't fuck with people whose land this was to begin with. Um, a very intense kind of, um, humbling moment, uh, that ended up in, like, a three-month spiral into learning everything I could about the
0: village. Yeah, I feel like, I like, being so close to DC and you have these, like, first footpaths that were built... Like, the Rock Creek Trail, which is, like, this national park where it would connect, like, all of these trading trails, like, going into the city. And these things are so old. And it was definitely, like, Native Americans everywhere. This was definitely their land. And um, I definitely think our house was built on that land. Um, Just like, especially when we were in the basement, when I lived in the basement in there, like, we would, (laughs) me and my friend would smoke weed, and you know when you smoke, you can like, it's just the energy is like palpable in the air, and you just could feel something had come in, and like, coming in and it felt like maybe cuz it was like underground so it was almost like surrounded by dirt too thinking about it so like really like i don't know just thinking about how like spirits are just like in the air or in the earth yeah. it would be like surrounding you almost maybe that's why it was like worse there but I remember like this one time it just, we felt something in the room and my dog would not stop barking towards like this random corner and like just getting like full body chills. And like, I, I remember we like rushed out of the house and I like brought my dog, like my Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and we. <laughs> they're so cute but we were i was like what is he like freaking out about and just constantly barking at this like random spot and we're just like dude there's something fucking there we need to leave and we just like booked it
1: at animals and babies like animals and children not like specific but like they see so clearly dude there's, there's like something that? about it it's something about, you know, as you get older, like, I think that, like, trauma and then, like, uh, having to kind of, like, be- become normalized yeah, uh, really, like, turns adults into, like, um, it-, it makes it harder for us to kind of know when these things are happening. Um, and then, like, children, they just, like, yeah, there's this thing in the corner of the room, like, I talked to, or I talked to Aunt Mary last night, or the mm-hmm. dog's barking at something, and uh, I had... Um, uh, thing here with when we first got Rue uh, I was um, I, I do work I do talk to spirits and work with spirits a lot um, spirit work and channeling and I do past life regressions um, for others and for myself and I had just done one and I had closed it off I thought and had gotten in the shower and I had a handle and I have a shelf that's really low on the floor um, so like if anything fell like nothing would happen it would just like clunk and I was in the shower okay. and I was putting a towel on, nowhere near it, and the candle flew off the thing and shattered all around yeah. it. Like, it didn't just fall, it flew and shattered I like glass everywhere. And my dog, who is she never barks, was howling at the corner. And um, I ended up calling um, Gabriel and I was like, You have to come home <laughs>
0: and go immediately. To the
1: There's something
0: about, like, the, like, something about underground and, like, bathrooms, especially, with, like, the water and, like, something. You're, like,
1: if you're in the bathroom, you're, like, paying attention, too. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're you're in a basement, you've got no escape, and there's no natural light, really, down there. Like, there's Mm -hmm. nothing, uh, nothing for you to, like...
0: Nothing like, like breaking the veil at all. It's, like, so dark that you can almost, like, see through it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I also think that that level of fear sometimes lowers our – the guards that we have up so that we don't recognize spirits when they're in front of us. Because um, one of the things that I – one of the things, like, when I teach spirit work specifically is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. And there have been billions upon billions of people alive (laughs) like where does that energy go it's somewhere and so the chances are like everywhere you are anytime you're with somebody else and if you can contact that energy or touch it you can contact something um so like basements and bathrooms
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely I feel like I get the most intuition when I'm in water. Yeah. Yeah, In
1: Scorpio. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I feel like it just, like, enhances it, and there's some sort of, I'm, like, trying to, like, navigate being able to, like, use it without letting it, like, overtake me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, that's hard. I feel that way about fire a lot. Like, um, Mm. Scrying with flames I really like to do I I scry with water too but
0: how do you scry with flames
1: um so it's very similar to like using a ball or a black obsidian mirror but you light a candle and then you look into the flame and when you focus on something for long enough you know how your eyes get kind of blurry Mm -hmm. um you start feeling emotions it takes it takes practice but eventually like you'll start getting images or glimpses of your clairs setting it things might pop into your head Rather than seeing it audibly, if you're Claire Audient, it might something might whisper to you, or Claire Salient, like you might smell something. Like, um, basically, like scrying the flames, what it does is it hypnotizes yourself to the point where you're allowing things to affect you in ways they normally wouldn't.
0: Mm. I think I'm so, Claire Audient. Yeah, I'm half deaf. So, I already have, like, a sense missing, and I feel like I hear it in that side of my head. But, like, kind of, like, off to the side. And, like, I don't have hearing there. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) I don't know. That is so cool. But it's always, like, a much nicer voice than my own voice. It's like, sweetie, it's fine.
1: (laughs) I'm like, ah! that's precious i love that i feel like my anxious voice completely overtakes any like other like divine source voice because my anxious voice is really loud and shrill Mm -hmm. and very convincing
0: yeah well i feel like that's why it makes it so easy to be able to like distinguish it
1: too yeah
0: which is nice it is
1: i uh it's hard um when things like that happen like when it's like am i like have you ever been like am I being intuitive or am I being anxious? And then you have to like sit with mm.
0: it. I feel like no because <laughs> I I think more like am I being intuitive or am I just using my imagination? <laughs> like that Pisces like like I have a very big, big imagination too. But like I feel like that is intuition.
1: Totally is intuition. Yeah. Like, I've seen your, I've seen, like, I have your artwork in my house. Like, oh,
0: you're so supportive. Thank you.
1: I love it. i like, okay, so you were just posting all your art and your stories, and I was like, I, I have to and then I saw that part, and I was like, that is mine.
0: Yes, I felt like you just needed that guy, too.
1: He looks like my fiancé in 50 years, and I have such a, good relationship with the emperor now like nowadays like I associate Gabriel so much with that on like that stable unconditional unwavering like love that yes. like you showed me that and I was like ah uh, like this looks like like a ginger emperor
0: ah <laughs> uh, that's so amazing so what were you, you so you're in your emperor year this year
1: yeah um I mean I have many moons um planner and numerologically uh, when I add up my month day and then the current year it um, it totals up to the uh, 22 which is 2 plus 2 equals 4 so the emperor so the emperor um, influenced by the high priestess
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: is the energy that I'm working in this year so I think it's kind of I'm really learning to understand the value and the cyclicness of stability there's something there's there's something to be said for these for things that have survived through so many different iterations of the world that are constantly there, and for us to be like, well, they're not they're not cyclic or they don't move or they don't change is like, well, they do, but it's imperceivable, and that's what makes it. It's like the absolute, I I guess, essence of loyalty. I guess, mm.
0: and then also like I feel like emperor vibes for me make me feel like routine and structure for me especially make me when it's in my own way and with my own authority it allows me to show up more authentically as who I am like it's this like added layer of like safety and stability yeah I love that
1: it's foundational I think that because again I was raised in the church like I think back to that parable are you building your home on rock or sand Mm -hmm. and the emperor to me is such an encouragement to build my life on rock build where I know things are stable not where I'm worried things are like not where I'm worried things are gonna go or uh things that make me anxious the emperor is such a Encouragement to keep on keeping on my dog. If she runs again and knocks this phone over, I will keep um, it. fine. <laughs> um, so, for me, like learning to evolve because I mean, if you read just the Smith Rider Waite guidebook on the Emperor, like he's not super appealing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Don't want that in my life.
1: No, but when you allow, like, and another thing that I do with tarot is I don't gender it, I, I keep using he and her pronouns, and I really should stop doing that because when I read it's more anything that presents as female is a cyclic energy and anything that represents as male is a stable energy completely um, removed from the concept of gender. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think working with tarot in that way heals a lot of perceived um, toxic masculinity essence that the card could be potentially associated with for the Emperor and also the Hierophant.
0: Ooh, what do you think about them?
1: (laughs) The Hierophant?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I struggle with that.
1: I love the Hierophant. Do you? I I do. I love it so much. For me, the Hierophant is so much tradition, passing on information, making sure that people are um, educated. It's kind of like healing the things that once were and creating new tides it's if the uh if you're looking at tarot in the terms of stable and sick like and you think of the high priestess as that you're in the water you're moving you're continuously like rolling in the deep i guess Mm -hmm. like to get to the higher bent is that stable like now i know the things that i've been taught the high priestess and i've anchored myself and now i'm able to pass and push these currents on the next person i'm able to it form tradition. I'm able to educate. Mm-hmm. I'm able to learn. Uh, and I think that there's something really special about hierophant energy anytime we take on the position of teaching somebody something. Uh, in my own in my own tarot. World.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm supposed to be learning that this year, I think. So I've been I pulled that a lot in the beginning of the year when I was trying to like think about what energies yeah. I am yeah, supposed to be learning about. So we'll see. I think it's interesting that my mom went through it this past year. Um, Does your mom read tarot? No, (laughs) but I do it for her secretly so I can understand her better. I love that so
1: much. I do that to my
0: kids. I'm like, well, you know what? Like somebody needs to know what's going on. So yeah my dad's more open to it he let me do a big wheel of the year spread for him in the beginning of the year which was really cool um yeah my mom let me do hers once like a couple months ago which was so nice of her and she was like I think she didn't really think that much of it at first and then like Like the next day she was like, I'm gonna sign up for a Reiki training and I was like, What? Okay I think are they so like are they
1: supportive of like what you're like of what you're doing and where you're going with things
0: like I like definitely it's been a big process so, definitely not, I would say, from the beginning. I think from the beginning, they were like, what are you doing? Like, please stop. You're embarrassing us. I think that's so hard. But, like, I mean, this is who I am. So, yeah. So, now they're, like, more supportive. And now, like, she, you know, she's coming around. She doesn't, like, like it. But she's, like, she bought me tarot cards for Christmas. Like, you know. Oh like, they're coming around. It's great. They're
1: sweet. That, that is beautiful. My my birth mom knows nothing about anything, really, I'm doing. But my stepmom bought me the card. So she's always been like, yeah, do my readings. And her, like, her sister and brother-in-law are all about, like, astrology and, um, and all of this. So, like, I can talk to them about this all day. But my dad, who like, wouldn't let me watch, like, the Saw movies because he didn't want to invite Satan into the house. <laughs> and, like, he he was there when I got the cards, and he, like, rolled his eyes. And then when I was like, no, Dad, like, I do this now, he was like, he'd, like, leave the room, like, and now he jumps on, like, every Monday night I'm on Awaken Full, and he gets on and, like, says hi, and, like, he's so supportive, even though he doesn't understand.
0: Once um, they see that, like, it lights you up, and they see that it's a good thing... Because, like, you can't, that energy doesn't lie. Hmm. It's just the propaganda that everybody was taught that it's, like, this bad, satanistic, demonic thing. Yes. But then, once you, like, say, like, oh, this is really basically just, like, kitchen therapy, like... I there's nothing different than like having a disc we'd have the same discussion well maybe we probably wouldn't but you can have the same discussion without the cards Mm -hmm. as with the cards it's just like a, a way to access it that's easier
1: it's so insightful I feel like for my dad he sees you know from having this daughter that I think he constantly worried about ever like finding their place in the world or would they ever be happy um uh, you know, like, it was really hard on him, especially when I was, like, in the depths of my eating disorder. He he woke up every day, like, afraid I was going to die. And uh, so for him, like, he sees me now, and, like, I'm a whole person. And I things that used to bother me, like, don't affect me as much. And I'm able to – and I think that for him, if, if nothing else, like, he, he thanks tarot for my stability as a human. I think that – To say – for me, to say tarot is, like, you don't need a therapist if you have tarot. Like, not exactly true, but at the same time, without tarot, like, it has taught me more coping mechanisms and given me more insight into the hows and whys in my own head than i have ever gotten in therapy. And, like, I don't – it doesn't cure me, but I no longer get to the places that I used to get to when things were really bad.
0: Yeah, especially when you're doing like a consistent practice, like really working with it every day, it like helps it so you're like nipping those things in the bud and they don't get like completely wrapped up in your identity where you can't get away from it.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, I cannot sing the praises of tarot enough to be, I'm like, headache? (laughs) Tarot. Like it's like the coconut oil of the spiritual world.
0: It is. Yeah, I, I've had, like, so much therapy in my life. I started therapy, like, in middle school for, like, depression and anxiety. And just, like, when you're... Consistently doing so much work on yourself and talking with somebody, and you know, used to like psychoanalyzing yourself for that many years, you kind of plateau also after a while, but you never stop having problems. You know, like life always comes at you, but then I feel like tarot was had given me access to this like other part of myself. Just, it's like you're able to, like, get even deeper into that well of, like, your subconscious. Because after yeah. a while, you can't access that through other people. Mm-hmm. It's like you're only really able to see, like, that surface thing you're projecting. And that's a lot to get through, as it is. But once it, you go through that, it's like there's so much more.
1: It, it, it completely is that. I feel like tarot is a mirror to your id like Mm -hmm. to that really deep repressed place and i mean to to use tarot and develop a practice with it is to really get in touch with yourself when it's just you the you that you'd be if you were not impressing or living up to anyone's expectations but your own
0: uh and you um, can't lie to yourself too like you, like, you know what's going on. Like, you're yeah. not going to, like, change. You can't change the cards to be something, you know. They're going to stare back at you and tell you exactly what you need to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. Even if, and I tell this, I mean, when I'm teaching people and they're at the point where they're needing to know, like, I get this question a lot. What do I do if the cards don't make sense? And I'm like, the worst thing you can do is keep pulling because here's the deal. You're still going to go through the initial cards you pull, um, but you're going to be super confused because you then pull 15 more. (laughs) Like, if you're going to pull clarifiers, create specific questions for the clarifiers. Mm -hmm. But keeping the beginning spread in mind because you're going to end up going through those energies anyway and just complicating the the issue more. I mean, because essentially, Tarot very, very often gives us a piece before it gives us the puzzle. Uh, Mm. I feel like sometimes
0: it just, like, doesn't talk to me, too.
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, every now and then, I feel like I'll just get stuff, and I'm just, like, it's, like, you can just feel that the spirit isn't there. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and then sometimes I've even had it be, like, like, I'll ask it something, and then something else will show up. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what we're talking about. Like, this is what you need to pay attention to.
1: Mm-hmm. And that, then,
0: I don't know. And it's that like, happens to me a lot. Does I, it?
1: I find, like, I find a lot of, if I pull something that doesn't make sense to me, I I usually have to sit with the facts and try to remind myself that even when it doesn't feel like it, I'm closing my off myself off to some sort of truth that is triggering or painful to me for some reason. Like, you know, if I if i I check in with myself every once in a while just to keep myself. I mean, a lot of what I do is service based. Um, you know, through my personal account and then through Wake and Cool, and um, I always kind of check in like, "Hey, am I doing this for the higher good, or has this become ego driven?" And sometimes I feel like I'm doing it for the higher good, and then Charles like ego, and I'm like, no, <laughs> shit, and be like, "Well, wait, like, what were your reasons for X, Y, and Z? Do you need to rein it in?" um i recently had a a, a come to the goddess moment with collective greetings where i'm not really doing them so much anymore because so many people one i think it's like uh awesome for people to do collective energies but it felt like for me it was like imposing advice on people who like did not need me like jacqueline explaining like <laughs> the energies around them like uh And and so I stopped doing full collective readings rather just giving insights on how I see cards as I pull them. Um, And, you know, maybe I'll go back to collective readings some days. But, you know, um, for me, if I was doing it because I wanted, like, people to, like, look how right she is today. Like, it feels icky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think,
0: like, every now and then, like, just, like, checking in with, like, how you're using tarot and, like, what your practice is. Because it can totally be abused, too. Because it's like letting that like lower part of ourselves, just like you said, like closing ourselves off from it. And that totally could have been what I was doing where I just like didn't want to see what it was telling me or you from that then interpret something differently. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many different ways like, you know, and then just your standard ways you think of where people are taking advantage of other people with it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. like this fear mongering that comes and, mm-hmm.
1: um, <clears throat> I will say if you like, like I do the same with my deck where I always like, before I, before I do a reading, I'm like, don't tell me anything. I am not supposed to know. Like I mm-hmm. set that intention up front. Um, cause it is so easy to accidentally invade. Um, another thing is that like my deck will not let me look up people who have not given me their express energetic permission mm. I can't look up friends um, I can do readings for people as it pertains to my interactions with them but I cannot invade from my home their personal privacy mm-hmm. uh, my deck <laughs> just says no I mean literally anytime I try it's 78 card pickup, cards all over the floor the deck literally explodes in my hands I can't so
0: that's like your deck is also a Libra rising
1: <laughs> my deck is sassy as fuck
0: dude but it probably I- is you got it like on your birthday it's like your same personality <laughs>
1: it's, it's just like and i and so like the deck i use right now is like the borderless Smith, Rider wake but like i've been using it for so long and it's like i always wanted to get like the deck that i really used i wanted to be like crunchy and like kind of broken and bent a little bit and this deck totally is, and this deck is sassy as fuck. Like, I'll be sitting there asking, you know, like, you know, if, like, Gabe and I are like, like, why didn't you do this? And then, like, my card falls out, and it's like the reverse six of pentacles. I'm like, oh, because you didn't fucking have time. Fuck you, deck. Like, <laughs> don't tell me. You're my deck. I have my back. Like, and it, but it totally keeps me honest, which is exactly what I wanted to do. Like, I wanted to hold me accountable. to to myself and and to others um if I'm like supposed to be working on awakened fool stuff and I'm being lazy like my deck I'll try to do a reading and it'll be the fool the fool (laughs) constantly and I'm like fine
0: I get it so how does your fiance feel about all the tarot stuff is he into it or he seems supportive he is
1: very supportive um so you know he's a when I first got Tarot and I was like kind of diving into it, he was so excited because I, I mean, he knew that I was struggling with a lot of things and he's always kind of, he was not really raised religious at all. And, um, his like, I guess if he would say that his most religious experience like was like that one time he did mushrooms in college. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Um, and, but he was so excited. Um, and then just kind of seeing my experiences with Tarot, like there have been times when we've both seen and witnessed things that we're both like, What? Um, like for instance, I was working with ISIS, and I was like, "Please give me a sign that you're here." I'm feeling silly, and like she sent me a back, like a a black fucking scarab beetle on the floor. Whoa! Shoe and Gabe had to like scoop out. He was like, "You know, maybe don't do that." Yeah, maybe (laughs) you're
0: too powerful, babe.
1: Well, I, yeah, I mean, he's just so, and like he loves this, like right now, this podcast. He got here when it started, and he has been sitting five feet away on the couch, listening intently. Like he's
0: shout out (laughs) to you.
1: (laughs) He's waving from the couch, but he reads runes. Like he makes his own runes and reads runes. And um, oh, tell me about that.
0: I know nothing about that.
1: I have not read my own runes. Um, Like I don't, I don't know how to read them yet. I want to dive into it, but I also really love that it's his thing right now, Mm -hmm. and. I was kind of like, well, maybe you like runes. You're really into Celtic and Norse mythology. Um, you you know, that's kind of what you're studying. I did a past life regression for him once, and he had a life and a, uh, that came to him from like a Norse Viking kind of army. And I was like, maybe you'd like runes. And he was like, I guess. And then we went to an antique store, I think like that day or the next day, and we found a thing of runes with a book.
0: And, and they like, had oh, his oh, name right, right on
1: it. it. <laughs> also. <laughs> His artist name um, he did is in runes, GK, when he um, on his album, on his album, E P that dropped Friday Is GK. Like he's so into it. And he's I mean, um, he doesn't really read for others. He doesn't like he doesn't have time, and if he he always says like if he was gonna do it, he would he would wanna um, dive into it further. But he does, he made me um, like an Oracle rune set. So he made me bind rooms that were specific to me and my body and, and like problems that I face for me to pull. Um
0: Wow, that's so cool.
1: just like really, really sweet. And so he's absolutely one hundred percent supportive. He sat with me on Halloween while we used the Ouija board for the first time. And Ooh, tell I'm me like, about
0: that. What'd you get? Anything good?
1: Yeah. Um we got we got contacted by oh are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got contacted buy um, a couple different spirits in the living room. Because, again, like, the house doesn't really have anything in it. But when I was like, hey, come forward. And we had another friend here who was with us. And um, <laughs> I like how
0: he's like, we're not going to buy any house that's haunted. But let's bust out the
1: Ouija part. No, <laughs> well, he didn't have a choice. My friend came over, and we were doing it. And then he got home, and he literally, he went, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 like, deep-sizing so got- again. But, like, we reached, like, a couple different, like, entities. Like, we got one guy who just wanted to, like, mess with us. Like, he spelled his name out as F-I-M-E, Spiney. And he was, like, LOL. And then he was, like, does Jackie drag you crazy? And we were, like, what is happening? And then we were, like, are you just messing with us? And he was, like, Yes. And then he literally went LOL and then hit the goodbye so fast he, like, mic dropped on an LOL.
0: Dude. Instant messaging on the Ouija board. And
1: we were just like, And then, like, he, like, um, an old friend of his reached out who had passed away several years ago and it was a really beautiful, like, It was a really beautiful intense moment, and we don't, we don't use Ouija boards. I have a spirit board that's, like, on my altar, but I don't, like, I, um, I use pendulums and cards when I do that kind of stuff, but.
0: Yeah, I remember doing it once in high school in my friend's attic, and I remember, like, contacting something and just being, like, so freaked out, (laughs) but it was, it was a lot of fun.
1: It's so intense. And, like, you always have that, like, who's moving this thing? Yeah, but but no.
0: Dude, it moves.
1: (laughs) It does. Well, and, like, I even, like, I trusted the people in the room with me. I was, like, Gabriel, like, who has never told a lie and is up in, like, his life. Like, honest to God, this. I'm, like, you're not moving it. And then I trust my friend who's on the other side of the board doing her thing. Because we sat there for the first 20 minutes of the night. Like, this thing's not moving. Mm -hmm. Like, like, it's not moving. Um, And then – I mean, it was, just like, a really humbling experience of, like, you, you learn, you get, like, a lot of good. Like, his friend reaching out was really, really good, but it was so intense that it's just not something that, like, we want to play with all yeah. the time. Especially, mm-hmm. like, with some of the experiences I've
0: had. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's something about those watery seasons that, like... Yeah. Just, like, I just noticed with this past Scorpio season, like... The amount of, like, downloads I would get and just, like, feeling it in my body, like, being so sensitive to other, like, spirits or anything yeah. like that. And then it just seems like maybe, like, everybody has their own element. Do you think it's, like, I don't know. Do you feel like that with water seasons or, like, certain seasons?
1: I have... When when anything... Anytime the moon is in a water sign, I get really um, concentrated and, like, deep. Anytime it's in a Taurus sign, something about me and, like, Taurus energy, like, makes me, like, it, it brings out the worst in me. <laughs> i just like, ah! And I get, like, extra angry. And, like, I know that, like, I don't do, like, a lot of spiritual work when, like, the moon is in Taurus energy. Um, so I pay a lot of attention to lunar cycles because I have endometriosis. And sometimes, like my, like, my menstrual cycle isn't always reliable, but the moon is. And so, like, if it's um, earth signs, I don't have any earth in my chart.
0: Mm-hmm. I have, like, no air. No air? Yeah. I mean, that's really just, like, my north node. <laughs> that's, like, what I'm trying to achieve. I have like maybe a little bit, but nothing like super.
1: I'm all water, so I always charge water, moon water, on like moons, so that I can like like I have like I haven't drank it since the podcast started, but I have a martini over here, mm-hmm. like that's got gin and then moon charged water in it, like yes.
0: <laughs> I love that. Like moon charged martinis by Jacqueline. I just,
1: like, after astrological martini. <laughs> yes. Um, but I find like I'll take like I find that it works a lot. Like I have a I have an altar bowl that I I keep filled with um, uh, water stones, stones I associate um, the blue onyx, which is often associated with Isis, and like some moon water, and I let it evaporate as kind of an offering. So I feel feel really attached to anytime I can be watery. It's my comfort zone to just be really emotional all the time. That I have to. That's the problem is that I can get so lost. And that I forget to anchor or come up for air. Mm-hmm. Um, my Libra rising. I'm a dolphin. I have to breathe. Still, I'm not like a shark. I can't just keep mm-hmm. going.
0: Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm almost like I feel like the water is not me. I feel like it's almost like a tool for me to use to explore like more about myself and my relationships, which That's is so cool. I wish I, love- I was more comfortable with water. I'm so jealous of everybody who's like, I love cups. Like, I oh, love cups. cups
1: are <laughs> yeah. so intense. Like, that's, no, the problem with me is that, like, I'm so intensely comfortable with, like, trauma.
0: Like, mm-hmm. like,
1: that's how I've lived my entire life. So it's almost like that thing, and I have had to work on this in therapy. It's like, why do I desire to be sad? Like, why do I listen to music that makes me sad?
0: Like, why do I want to write
1: sad stories and write sad poetry? And it's, like, I'm happy. Like, I'm, in the. I'm like, I love my house. I love what I'm doing. I love my job. My fiance is wonderful. I have nothing except past trauma to, like, but I want to, like, live in it. And I feel like that's the problem with, like, people who, like, people like me who want to really live, like, in the water. It's, like
0: well it's like you got so used to like living that way and it's almost like your system of breathing changed while it you know while that happens and then it's like it almost feels more uncomfortable to like live on the earth
1: it is and especially i think grounding and centering is something i do i my um i work with crystals for that specific reason like yes pretty but also like some like i carry amethyst my engagement rings in amethyst but um with me all the time uh for mental clarity i've got stones with me i just feel like they help anchor me because i can so easily not be anchored
0: (laughs) (laughs) are you guys going to do anything witchy for your wedding
1: so yes i would ideally our friend graham is going to officiate um and he's not super witchy anything but i'm going to sneak in a little hand tying saying that sounds um, in, cool mm-hmm, into the ceremony and i want to um i want to incorporate so my bouquet is going to have amethyst and succulents in it and then i'm going to arrange it in a very sly pentagram for me. Ooh, cool um because <laughs> i mean like my dad knows like he knows i'm a witch and i and that's how i and that's what i call myself and my sisters begrudgingly know and my stepmom's totally cool with it um But I feel like Gabe's family, it's only immediate families. That's the other thing. So we get to be really, um... Oh,
0: that'll be nice.
1: That'll be really sweet. And it's at the beach. So Uh, it's, like, it's really, really nice. Oh, Um, my God.
0: So queen of cups of you getting married at the beach.
1: I'm (laughs) so excited. Uh, and, And I think that potentially um our we're going to combine our bachelor bachelorette parties because Gabriel and i are sincerely best friends like and we have all the same friends if we split it up it would like we'd all just want to be together yeah i feel
0: like it's silly to do two separate things
1: it yeah and also i would miss him the entire time that he wasn't there um so we're gonna put it together and i was thinking about even doing like a hand fasting ceremony at that as we go into the 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 wedding ceremony just kind of like um That bonding of, uh, typically, I think people do it six months before the wedding. I think that we'll end up, we could do it, I guess, six months before the wedding. We're getting married in October, so we have less than a year. So everything's kind of like on fast forward.
0: Ooh, Um, October weddings are so pretty with all the foliage, too.
1: My marriage is going to be a Scorpio. (laughs)
0: Yes! (laughs) I love that. My marriage is a Taurus. Which feels, like, very us. It feels, like, so dependable and, like, we're in a weed garden writing our vows and enjoying life.
1: I love that so much. I love that you just said Taurus energy is dependable because, like, that gave me, like, a little, ah, it totally is moment. Whereas I'm always, like, I think, I honestly think it's just because my ex was a Taurus and I'm just, like.
0: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, like, bad. There's, like, emotional water tied up in it.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's, they're like, like, you know, like shadow touristism, tourism, like, like that repressed, um, like, it can come across as kind of cold.
0: Yeah. If, uh-huh. Like, if you're
1: not dealing with things, and that's totally where he was, whereas I'm just like, no, I'm sad, now everyone needs to know I'm sad, like, we mm-hmm. all have to be sad together.
0: <laughs> it's like, you don't feel everybody's emotions, like, no, it's just me. It's
1: just me. It's it's one of the things that makes it impossible for me to scroll through the internet anymore. Um, just like politics, and then also a lot of people keep posting about like shelter pets.
0: Oh, those are so sad.
1: And and we adopted our dog. Uh-huh. Um, from from a she's a half pit she's half pit and she's the cutest thing. And then I just so want to rescue cute. all of them. And I'm constantly like Gabe, and he's like. No, we live in a we live in a two bedroom house. You can't, you can't yeah.
0: have no more room. We have a dog. Go Leave love a the dog, dog that we have. That we rescued. Yeah, I have a, we rescued a chihuahua and I'm just like obsessed with all chihuahuas i just want like 50 chihuahuas running around but that would be ridiculous and our house would smell like pee (laughs) so
1: i met the cutest nine-year-old chihuahua over the weekend named chip and i was like i saw that on your instagram
0: that was so cute he was ancient and
1: he was so oh my god his eyes eyes, like popped out of his head yeah
0: Uh uh-huh beanie that's mine she's so cute and she's so old we don't even know we've feel like we've been saying she's like 10 years old for 10 years so she's like this cute fat little chubby chihuahua and she's like kind of blind but she's so cute i love
1: i love old dogs my my dog used to be 20 and he was like blind and he, and he, he passed away earlier this August.
0: Oh, um, I'm so sorry. Losing a dog is so sad.
1: Yeah. Have you seen those, me, those like God created, like God creating animals, like Twitter memes and it's, and it's like God creating dogs. These are great. I'm going to want all those back someday. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think about that a lot. Poor Ru. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: It's true. It's the circle of life, right?
1: It is energy can be created or destroyed.
0: Yes. Um, what do you want to come back in your next life as? If, if you, you could choose. A giraffe,
1: 100%. Ooh, yes. I don't even have to think about it. I want to be a giraffe so badly. They are so <laughs> tall and graceful and they're so sweet and yeah. things don't eat them because they're, they run fast and are tall. And, yeah. Um. And I have, like, a really great connection. I I wouldn't say, like, spirit animal, um, but I made, like, a deal with the universe before I uh, met Gabriel that I would not see a giraffe until I met my soulmate, and the universe held me to that. I'd been to dozens of zoos and places trying to see giraffes, and it never happened, and on our second date, Gabe was like, let's go to the zoo, and I was like, oh, I like you. It would be a shame for it to end so early. (laughs) Um, And we <laughs> so get to the giraffes, and I just start crying. Oh, my
0: that. God. He's like, God. He's like, like what's wrong? <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got no idea. And I'm over here sobbing. The tallest giraffe, who I named Bob. It's fine. Bob walks <laughs> over. I see him every once in a while. And he, like, came up to me and looked at me and bowed to me. And then
0: wow dude. Whoa, dude.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> so I wouldn't say they're my spirit animal, but they're definitely, like, I just have, like, this, like, soul connection. Yes. And now they, like, they're all – I have giraffes all over my house. And you painted me a giraffe. Yes. In my house.
0: Ooh, I can't wait. Did it get to you yet?
1: No, it has not. But okay. I want to check them. I checked my mailbox tonight, like, giraffe.
0: <laughs> it's on its way to you. It's coming.
1: It, I'm so excited. Um, It is. I'm going to gonna I'm gonna hang it up and frame it. I'll send you a picture. I want to do uh, – I have your other artwork, too, that – I have this partition I'm going to hang um, on here with, like, twine and clothespins. I and love them, like, that. I can have them in my little area. Your art is absolutely beautiful. It's oh, a, thank it's you. such a gift.
0: You're so supportive. You're so sweet.
1: Oh, thank you. Aww. I'm just so excited. I love, I love that. I love people in this community, how creative and talented everyone is. And I'm just like...
0: Same. I love all of the, like, I love Awakened Fool. I want to shout that out. Everybody needs to go over there and check it out. I'm so excited whenever I see it. Like, I'm actually able to join it live. I'm like, oh, yes. It's so fun. You're so, like, good at it. You're so personable. You make it so relatable and, like, not intimidating, which is That's really nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Especially when it's something like that can become like so ambiguous and esoteric and it can almost feel like it's not tangible for us. But I feel yeah. like you make it so relatable and like embodied, which is really cool.
1: That makes me want to cry. That's exactly that's exactly what I want it to be. <laughs> Good, you're doing
0: it. <laughs> you're leading with your heart. It's a true Leo. I love it. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, I I I, I love I, I love that little community and all the Same. people who are there. And every time you know you are uh, and the, like you chime onto the live videos,
0: so I'm just like hi yes. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite thing. It's so cool. So is there anything? I feel like I've taken up so much of your time. Is there anything else you wanna say? Any last thoughts or ideas, stories? Uh gosh,
1: I think I think mostly like. I just encourage anybody who wants to learn tarot um, and feels like it's too much or too hard not to give up because it's so healing and medicinal, and it constantly changes as you change. So things that you don't understand now, it it'll like magic. You'll understand suddenly tomorrow. Um, and uh, sticking with it is um, it'll absolutely change your life and getting involved in the community the thing i can say about the majority of tarot readers specifically even outside the world of like witchcraft with quickness is that we all want to help each other so badly and want to talk to each other and we're all complete dorks about it like we want to like we can talk about it. I mean, going on two hours now. Like we can talk about it forever. Oh my god,
0: I'm so nerdy. I'm like, let's get, let's talk another five
1: hours. <laughs> like it never gets old because it it like is just continuous. So mm-hmm. um, I guess just like an encouragement to anyone who's starting. Like if you don't think you know enough now, like, you will know enough later. Keep going. Like yeah. there's no there's no quota of time that makes you a master of tarot, and you don't have to have any teacher. You can do it all yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Brom wasn't built in a day, too. Like, you're not going to, like, pick it up and magically know. I remember when I first bought my own tarot deck, and I, like, brought it into this, like, back room that I was, like, working at, and I was in the break room, and my coworker was there, and I was, like, shuffling my deck. I was like, I just got it. I was like, you want a reading? And she was like, you know how to, like, read them now? I'm like, No. <laughs> but I'll lay them out and pretend, but, like, that's where you start, and look at me now. (laughs) That's
1: where you start doing, like, like, they're not, and they're not even bad readings, like, you get something from every single reading you do, like, um, I mean,
0: it's all symbolism that you've seen in your life repeatedly. These aren't, like, new symbols that, like, you've never seen before.
1: No, and, like, and when I take on, like, private, I mean, like, private teaching, like, I'm always, like, Before I, uh, how I set that up is that I have them like pick up a card and I have them tell me how they feel this card is, what they feel from it. And then I send them back like the definition and I break it down, but I'm like, but it's important that what it's important to add in what you said to this, because that's how it's going to show up for you every time until you have an evolutional shift until you have an upgrade. So how Mm -hmm. you feel about your card is the umbrella it's going to show up is I dropped you again. Um, And I think that that's really, I think it, I think just empowering people to like, know that like, regardless of where their journey is, like how, how long they've been doing tarot, uh, that their intuition is 110% valid consistently from day one
0: that just made me think like I always used to well up until now I always thought of like how people would say tarot is a spiral like it would be spiraling down but I it almost makes me think now like it's spiraling you up and then like every time you kind of like restart and you just keep like moving up instead of I don't know yeah yeah basically (laughs) <laughs> it's so much less depressing than like spiral. I'm like, why do we have to like spiral though? Like, can we not? <laughs> but I was, yeah. We say
1: we learn the most in contractions, like when you yeah. feel like when you feel your lowest, when you feel like you don't understand anything. Like I get really excited now on those hit because I'm like, I'm, I'm like I'm
0: something my good is coming. <laughs>
1: It's going to get real cool in here in a little bit. Yeah, Um, totally. Where are you, Frank?
0: (laughs) But that was your ghost, right? (laughs) Who was your ghost? (laughs) Larry.
1: Frank was my last interview. But Frank is a great, like, if you have a ghost and you're scared of him, give him a stupid name because Uh, then whenever you describe him to people, you have to be like, our ghost, Larry. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it humanizes the spirits.
0: It space. does. It's like, hey there, John.
1: Hey there, Kevin. Like yeah, hey guy. Ghost named Kevin. Yeah, way um,
0: less intimidating than like, um, I don't know, like, Lord Voldemort. Like, yes. Right.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. You would have ghosted and came up
0: to you know like I'm Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Like nah, man. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> <laughs> well it was so fun chatting with you
1: it was so much fun i love that we finally got to talk in person because i feel like we message every other day or i'm like commissioning you for. <laughs> yes our- i talk. love
0: talking with <laughs> you and connecting with you you're so intelligent i love all the work you're doing you're so thank supportive you. to everybody in the community you're just like amazing
1: thank you so much i i feel so much that way you. when you asked me to be on this i was like yes I would love to. And then I had to reschedule and then <laughs> and then I felt really bad.
0: Oh no, it's fine. And tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Oh yeah. Um, you can find me um on my personal account, which is Awakened Tarot. Um that's mostly just me talking about cards, mental health, politics. It's my dog. Um and then Awakened Fool is at Awakened Fool on Instagram. Um and you can DM either. I respond to them both automatically. Um, Otherwise, you can always email me at awaken tarot nashville at gmail. Um, really, any of those ways, like your message will get to me at the same time. Perfect. <laughs> All
0: yeah. Yay. And then you do readings also.
1: I do. For I people. do. Um, I take on. Uh, I teach tarot. So if you have like just like a topic you want to know about, like you could do like thirty minutes to an hour. I take long-term tarot uh, clients, uh, teaching it from the start up, and then I do readings.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Yay. Thank you again.
1: Thank you. This was so much fun. It was like the quickest two hours ever.
0: I know that flew by. Anytime you want to be on again, I am here. So well, yeah, well, I have
1: to proposition you too, because I need you to be a guest on Awakened Pool.
0: Ooh, definitely. Let me know how like that works.
1: I will. I will. It's super fun. I'll, I'll message you about it. Um, but it's like, I mean, we're just going to talk about cards. Yeah, I
0: love that. Perfect. I'm totally down. Always. Yay. Thank you, Jacqueline.
1: Thank you. We'll talk
0: soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you loved this episode as much as I love talking to Jacqueline. Um, Check her out, reach out to her, definitely pop into the live Awakened Fool videos that she does. They're so educational and really will help you if you want to dive deeper into your tarot practice. Um, as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please leave a rating and review wherever you listen, it would be so appreciated. And I think it really helps because apparently people just don't see your podcast unless you have ratings. So, um, which I'm cool with though. I mean, if this just needs to be a little cult love podcast, I'm all about that. So do what you want, people. Um and that's all I have for you. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. I'm talking to a very great guest today, one of my yoga friends, Carrie, so that'll be rolling out. And then I'm talking to Avery who I met in Tarot for the Wild Soul this weekend. Um so there's going to be a lot of great interviews coming out next week, so stay tuned for those. And that's it. Love you guys. Bye.